I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. NBC Sports, Football Morning and American columnist Peter King. What do you think about the Chase Thomas podcast? I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello and welcome back. Preds Power Hour on a Saturday morning. Beautiful Saturday here in Knoxville, Tennessee. The Dogwood Festival is happening today, so I think I'm going to find way over there. Um, Tennessee baseball wrapping up, hopefully another sweep uh, back-to-back weekends because uh, it is a beautiful time to be a Tennessee volunteer, which is every single day because so many Tennessee volunteers going off the board in the NFL draft last night. Uh, Had a first-rounder, a bunch of third-rounders heading to Detroit. Uh, everything coming up Tennessee and speaking of Tennessee and why they are and everything school and the school of the of the state you know the Tennessee volunteers the number four Vanderbilt Commodores who came in to Knoxville last week and no, got I don't I don't want to hear it Chase absolutely they got obliterated destroyed. they got destroyed I was and, I was not watching but my mm, I had friends at the first game where they walked it off I think mm-hmm and uh they said it was crazy because they thought they were going to lose mm. um and then they walked and then and then it was smooth sailing from there for, it's nice man it was off i i hated it it was great I, yeah well yeah i'm sure it was many are saying the vols are going to be this year's old miss old miss whereas right where tennessee was coming into that vanderbilt series last weekend and they won the college baseball world series last yeah. year yeah. yeah so thanks i thanks sure hope not <laughs> Jeff Middleton of Pinstripe Alley, Flames Nation on the four check, but uh, no Brian Bassin this week. He'll be back next week. Uh, hi, Brian. We'll see you next miss week. Him. And uh, uh, miss, miss him yeah. dearly. Yes, because he's like it's just we have a good the trio is good, but we yeah. we can handle um, this. So no in the weeds in the mil in the Milwaukee Admirals this week. We'll get in the weeds yeah. with the with Milwaukee next week because plus it'll Brian, be it'll be more developed by that point. Yeah. Like that's the, true. That they, more, more things will have happened. That is which, true. So it's for the best. Well, there are some things that have happened, and that is in the NHL playoffs, Jeff, um, with all the different things you're watching. I want to pick your brain on this because, I mean, for me, like you have Dallas who's advanced, obviously. Vegas mm-hmm. who's advanced. Carolina has advanced. 
I don't think there's a lot to say. Like all those were you expected Carolina to make through. You expected Vegas. You expected um, Dallas to be okay, right? Like those are yeah. Those, those just that feels right. However, I don't think anybody saw Boston and Florida going seven. And actually, that's not true. Uh oh, did you have this? I predicted Florida to win in seven. Did you really? Why? Okay, mm-hmm. so before the series. Why did you predict that, and has it gone the way you thought as to why Florida would win this series ultimately? Um, there's there's a weird part of me that was like, you know, if, if I'm wrong, I think most of it was picking the Panthers has no ramifications. Mm. Like, if I'm wrong, the best team in NHL history by standings points won the first round, won in the mm. first round, like... Great. Okay. I got I got that wrong. But if I picked the Panthers to win in seven, I mean I might look like a genius. Mm-hmm. But but I think there was also um the the Bruins lost two games to the Panthers in the regular season this year. Mm-hmm. Um Matthew Kachuk should be second in the Hart Trophy voting. He is incredible. He he is the driver of that team. Uh, ten points in five playoff games. I mean, I mean, there's, there's just nobody. You know, there's nobody that's other than Connor McDavid who has made an impact like Matthew Kachuk on his team. One might argue Jack Hughes, but um, it, you know, looking at his numbers, they're just off the charts. But I also think, you know, Linus, Linus Allmark, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into this when we talk about UC Soros and the best and everything, but. Linus Allmark has has not been tested at all this mm. season. His defense has done a fantastic job of keeping the puck away from the net and forcing the other teams to throw high danger shots on the net or throw low danger shots on the net. Sorry, throw not many high danger shots on the net. Mm. Um, I believe I would last night I was looking at the numbers and I believe he was. Um, I want to say 22nd in expected goals against in all situations among mm. all goaltenders um, and 18th in high danger, ch- high danger shots against um, which for a guy that's, you know, apparently the Vesna, the Vesna leader right now, the Vesna race leader, um, you'd think that he'd deal with a little bit more of a workload um, uh, or, or you think that, you know, those who are, talking about it would would understand that his workload has been significantly less than the likes of UC Saros and Ilya Sorokin and even Connor Hellebuck and you know a myriad of other goalies but yeah I, I think the Panthers the Panthers do a good job of of you know getting inside and Matthew Kachuk has done that their system plays to the weaknesses of the of the Bruins and um, specifically Linus Allmark. Like a lot of a lot of Kachuk's goals have been within the hash marks. Like he mm. scored a between the legs goal from behind the net or from beside the net. And then last night he scored two goals from in front of the net. Like he that offense being centered around a guy whose entire mantra is getting in front of the net and creating chaos and high danger chances is exactly what you know it's 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 a perfect recipe to win um you know to win the series and 
you know, Matthew Kachuk is also very confident in himself. We heard after game uh, game five, he was like, you know, we're going to be back here. We're going to be back here for game seven. Mm. Um, and so, you know, there's when a guy like Matthew Kachuk, who's who plays like Matthew Kachuk and is a leader on that team, when he says that, you know, you you have to listen. There's no way, you know, it's it's not there's no there's no quantifiable way to be like, that's definitely going to happen. But mm. there's things hockey's a crazy game sports are sports are crazy like that like they players can manifest things to happen like that and and it 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 happened they're going back for game seven and i'm still i'm so excited it should be uh should be a fun one i mean seven to five that's a crazy crazy score yeah on the flip side though and we'll get into some preds after this um what happens if Toronto blows three two against the the Lightning? What do you think happens this offseason? How critical is it that Toronto makes it out of this series alive? Um, well, I predicted Toronto to win. Mm. Um, I had I'll just give you give you my predictions now. I had um, I had the Abs beating Seattle. Mm. I had win. I had Minnesota beating Dallas, and that didn't come true. Mm. I had Vegas beating Winnipeg. That happened. I had Edmonton beating. LA uh and then in the east I had Florida beating Boston, Tampa or Toronto beating Tampa, Carolina beating the Islanders and the Devils beating the Rangers. Um mm. so uh you know Toronto I I had them winning but they're Toronto and you can never bet on, I saw I say I saw a post on on Instagram yesterday. It was like, or, or maybe it was Twitter. I'm not sure, but it was like, if you bet a certain amount of money on the Toronto Maple Leafs losing every elimination game since the last time they won a, a won a won a first round, mm. you would you would be you would have like three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Like the odds the odds of them of them losing so much in the first round is is so low it's like bizarrely low it's like 0.2% mm. or something like that and i think it's hard for me to say that there will be changes because it's 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 frustrating because you as as an objective watcher of the game the toronto maple leafs are by one of like the, by every metric, one of the best teams in the NHL. Mm. Like they they are consistently a top five team in the NHL, and the fact top five seven in the NHL. But the fact that they keep losing is is crazy. Like they they have so much star power, and I want I don't want to like it. A lot of people like to blame Kyle Dubas, and I, and I don't think that's fair because Kyle Dubas has done everything that fans have wanted him to do. He, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he locked up his, his star players who haven't performed in previous first rounds. And then he, he built a core, he built a team around them. He, 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 you know, improved the defense. He, this year specifically, he traded for Ryan O'Reilly, Jake McCabe, Nola Chari, like ever he traded for so many different players to try and bolster the team going into, you know, try to make them more physical, try to make them more veteran, you know, more grit down in the lineup, you know, more, you know, they want more fire, more passion, more fighting kind of physicality. Um, He wanted to make the team harder to play against. Mm. And 
I, I don't see how you can blame Kyle Dubas if they do end up blowing this this uh, this lead. Mm-hmm. Um, now Sheldon Keefe, on the other hand, Sheldon Keefe has been frustrating to to keep up with. Um, he's been whining and and you know crying about the refs and. Uh, you know, Leafs fans were talking about the conflict of interest between him and Wes McCauley, and then it's just a, they were making excuses that that's going to be the reason why the Leafs lose the series, and everybody was kind of like, great, this is already happening. Like, like they were doing that, like, two days before the first round started. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing that? Like, there's – don't blame the refs. Like, before the – before you don't even know – I mean, granted, the refs haven't been great, and that's a, that's a separate conversation. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll grant them that, but it's not going to be the reason the Leafs blow the lead. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know if Sheldon Keefe has a job if, if they lose, if they blow this lead. I really don't, just wow. because the the, the pressure is going to be so high for more changes, and and you know, I don't think the GM has done a poor enough job to warrant losing his job, um, because at some point it comes down to the people that that are on the ice. You know, the GM only has so much control. He has he has made the team as good as it can possibly be. And and at some point you just got to go out and perform. So whether Sheldon Keefe has a job or not, not sure. But I don't think Dubas should be getting the blame. At least, I mean, he's done everything he can. So at least in my opinion. There you go. Um, speaking of guys who've done everything they can, uh, UC Saros now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do uh, a couple season reviews series here. And I think we should start with Philip Forsberg. And he obviously got a new contract. A um, lot of expectations on Philip Forsberg. But also what people thought this Preds team was going to look like by this point in the year. I just... It's so weird because Forsberg just became kind of an afterthought down the stretch here and uh, looking at what was going to happen. Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they not? And it was just kind of the youth movement, you know, like mm-hmm. the talk of the town was just Tommy Novak and oh, who's going to be the next guy, Evangelista. Like you were just more focused on the the next era of yeah. Preds guys. And then it's like, well, Phil's, Forsberg's still here. Phil Forsberg's yeah, still under contract. Isn't it's it kind of like weird? that with Ryan Johansson too? Yeah, like, yeah, we still have Ryan Johansson under contract for like another two or three years. Yeah. Well, when you look at the contract and you look at what he did, fifty games played, nineteen goals, forty-two points. He played the full year. You're looking at thirty-two goals, sixty-eight points. Forsberg is he was he better than what he expected when he was in the ice? Do you think um, he still like? Where are you at with Forsberg and what happens next for him in Nashville? I mean, he's just got to stop getting hurt. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's really it is we know he's, we know he's a skilled player. We know he can put up 30 goals. Um, you know, the projection, the projection being over 30 goals is, is, uh, a good, a good sign. Um, but yeah, he, he just, he's, he's always hurt. Mm. And it's, it's, I, I mean, I'm, sh- I mean, I'm on the outside and I don't, I, I hate it because he could put up, numbers like real like for like big numbers if he Mm. was fully healthy and i'm sure he's frustrated with it too um because this has been an every year thing yeah pretty much um yeah he's just gotta stay hurt or he's gotta stay healthy he can't be he can't keep uh he can't keep going on the ir or even missing like 10 games like he'll miss it's so weird that he misses like 
it feels like every season he, he misses like uh like eight to twelve games every year. Um you know, he, he's he'll he'll end up somewhere in this in the high sixties in games played. Um but yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um you know, I don't I don't wanna pay as much as I think Philip Forsberg is skilled, I don't want to pay him eight point five million dollars every year to uh to sit on the press box or so. I mean, I, I think in terms of in in terms of production, he's been worth his contract. Um, you know, it's only one year in this thing, so we'll see how it goes down the line. But you know, it's got to stay on the ice if you want to produce points. So that's where I'm at. I think he just needs to stay healthy. That's fair. Um, on the flippity flop, Roman Yossi, sixty-seven games played. 18 goals, 59 points. I feel like these two are going to be tied as like this weird, like what happens with them over the next couple of years where Yossi and Forsberg, are they both on this roster for the next two? Are they both around for the retooling, the rebuild through and through? Firsty, first, firsty, what is that? Firstly, <laughs> um, do you think both stick around and who do you think is more valuable over the next couple of years to this transition, Yossi or Forsberg? Um, yeah, I think both stick around. I think um, I think the signing of Forsberg was kind of the uh, you know nail in the coffin for that. I think mm. he's going to be around for the rest of his career, or you know he's going to be moved on with one year left on his deal. Um, but as far as who's more important, um, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, I I would think the the captain of the team is the more important one. Mm. Um, you know, the best, arguably the best player in franchise history. Um, you know, one of the best Swiss players to ever take the ice. Like, I think, I think he, I, you know, I think he's the more important guy, not to say Philip Forsberg isn't important, uh, but he's just, you know, when it comes to NHL circles, you, you talk more about Roman Yossi's impact more than you do Philip Forsberg's. Yeah. I, well, who do you think fans are still more optimistic about being just the better long-term, more viable, the more they, they're going to be more trusting and more locked in on them the next couple of years? Is it Yossi or Forsberg? What do you sense on that? Um, it's weird because they're in, they're in different situations. Like Phil Forsberg's mm. still young. He's still, he's still in the prime of his career, whereas Roman Yossi is getting paid a lot of money and he's – Time's not stopping. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not super old, but he's he's getting up there. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I think the perspective is that, you know, Roman Yossi doesn't have a ton of time left. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he might write out his contract and then I don't know if he'll retire right after that. But, you know, after his contract's done, it's going to be close to uh you know close to time for him to hang up the skates yeah um so you know he it's done and he's 32 and and his contract's going to be over in 2027 28 which you know puts him at what 37 so it's very possible that that he might retire right after that um Forsberg you know Hmm. just signed that sign that deal and, and he'll be 35 or 36 when when that's said and done so you know i think two different guys in two different situations um 
I, I'd probably focus on Yossi more just because, you know, the, the thing with Forsberg is staying healthy. Mm. We're not worried about his point production. But someone at Yossi's age, you know, as much as Eric Carlson wants to make me look like an idiot for saying this, like, typically there's an age curve. Mm. And, you know, Roman Yossi is, is coming from the peak and he's only going down. Mm. So, you know, I think, I think, uh, and, and he's the motor that, that drives the predators. So I think, you know, you, you'll want to focus on the decline in points, if any, over the next few, few years as these young guys come in and, and, you know, try and reinvigorate the lineup. That's fair. We'll save UC for next week because I think UC is just uh, that, that's Brian's dude. He's a, to, he's I, a I don't want to do a season big, review. Big topic. Yeah, like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to burn the UC conversation yeah. without Brian here. Yeah. That being said, now we can end here. Your prediction. So based on where things have gone to this point in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you had your before the series started predictions. Yeah. Here's your chance to be clairvoyant, Jeff. How do you see it ultimately playing out now based on where it stands and we're taping this on uh, a Saturday afternoon around noon? So give me what you think ultimately happens the rest of the way with this first round series based on what you've seen. You can change your picks if you want to. Um, so I picked I picked Colorado to lose to Carolina in the final. Mm. Um, I feel like I... Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm still going to stick with that. Um, what about the first round though? Like what oh, first first round? The series still um, going on. What you've seen thus far? Do you think any of them change based on what you've seen? No, I, I mean the the teams that I thought were going to win for sure have won. Like mm. Vegas won in five. Carolina won last night in six. Um, you know, if it was if if we were recording this last week and and the Devils were down two to nothing to the Rangers, I would probably pick the Rangers to be honest with you. Like, mm. you know, Devils fan heritage here is has always has been strictly go Devils and was frustrated with everything that was happening in the series, but they were not good. They mm. were they were not the Devils of the regular season, but they went to Madison Square Garden and. Akira Schmidt took the net and something happened, man. They, they look incredible. They like last game was fantastic. Mm. That was the best hockey they've played, you know, since the regular season. Um, you know, they just, you know, they just did, they, they didn't let anything, uh, they didn't let the Rangers dictate anything. Um, part of that's, they slowed down their power play, which was a killer in the first two, two games. Um, yeah, I think I think last week I might I might have said Rangers Rangers in seven instead of Devils in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm going to still stick with Devils in seven. Um, both uh, the Devils the Devils heritage in me and and the objective. I think this team is outperforming the other. Um, and then I still like the Oilers to beat the Kings, which okay. sucks because I think the Kings the Kings have gotten. The, uh, the short end of the stick in their matchups uh, these this last year and and this year because uh, mm. I think I think Edmonton is just a, I mean they're just so fast like a 
I, I, there's just no way for me to, you know, I, I don't think the Kings can compete with that. Um, Leon Dreisaitl has been on the ice for every single Edmonton goal, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, not just the ones he scored or, or his line mates have scored like every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once, once, once McDavid and Dreisaitl get going, there's just not many, even, even LA with two guys and Phil Deneau and, Anze Kopitar, who are excellent in, you know, two-way play, um, some of the premier guys in that kind of archetype of player. But, yeah, I just don't think there's stopping Dreisaitl and, and McDavid at this point. I think the train's on the tracks, and it's going to keep rolling. Um, and then the Avalanche Kraken one is interesting because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had the Avalanche winning secretly – I think it'd be fun if Seattle won, and I thought last night would be fun if they they won it at home. They won mm-hmm. their first ever playoff series at home, but I, I think the Abs are going back to Denver. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Abs take it. Um, as much as as much as in my heart I want the, I, I, it'd be fun if the Kraken won. I think I, I got to go with the Abs. They're just too good. Nathan McKinnon's running all over them. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and then I'm gonna keep Toronto. So and Florida go. Uh, Panthers make me look good. You really just want the Panthers to do this. I wonder too if, like, the context if the Bruins lose, like, if this speeds up because you know you you saw down the stretch the Bruins were resting dudes. The Bruins were taking it easy down the stretch and were very careful. They have no enough. Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. So. So I wonder if that changes how teams view the regular season if the Bruins go down in round one, like the bet one of the best regular seasons of all time and go hard for majority of the year. Like, do certain teams look at it and like we don't want to be the Bruins <laughs> like we don't yeah, want to be the 2022 I mean, 2023 Bruins I've been saying it pretty much all season like there are there are some teams I mean we saw this in with the lightning when mm. they when they were crazy and lost in the first round of the Blue Jackets um, mm. it's it's a weird conundrum when these teams are just they, it feels like they're too good. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's an element where it's like you know they're winning all these games, but and and it's not for for no reason. Like they're obviously fantastic, but the Stanley Cup playoffs don't care about mm. about the regular season, and any team can win any series. And you know as as unlikely as it is for any team to win any series, it still can happen. Mm. Um, like there there's i don't know like there's you know seeing seeing these guys wins you know 60 whatever games that they won mm-hmm. or 50 50 whatever i don't i don't know their exact record but um it was like 50 or something um it was, but yeah. yeah um i was doing the math in my head and i was like that can't be right <laughs> they, they didn't have that many points um but uh, yeah, like there's there's just an aspect of it where it's like you know, knowing what we know about the Stanley Cup playoffs and the parity in this league, like, is it? Are they winning? They're winning a little too much. Like I don't. Yeah. It's just kind of a a, a little you know the devil on the shoulder that's talking to you. Like something bad's gonna happen at some point. Like I I don't think the Bruins are gonna win the Stanley Cup. I I will, you know, prove me wrong. But I I. If how they're playing against Florida, I'm mm-hmm. I, I've been confident the Bruins weren't going to win the Stanley Cup since you know February. So 
I don't know. It's it's hockey's a crazy game. It's 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 a crazy game. For sure. Jeff, what can the good folks check out from you across the internet this week? Uh more flames stuff. Um lots of flame stuff actually. Um you know, we're doing some player report cards over there and the uh general manager's seat has yet to be filled after Brad Treliving left. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, what the hell do they do now? Cuz they got the, they got decisions to make behind the bench and on the bench. Um so figuring out what they're going to do with certain players whose contracts are, you know, one year left from expiring, um, stuff like that. Just analyzing the overall situation. The Wranglers are in the Calder Cup playoffs, and so mm-hmm. are the Admirals. Um, so, you know, I get double dosage of AHL playoffs. Um, and then uh, Pinstripe Alley uh, today, um, or I guess by the time you guys listened to this yesterday, mm-hmm. uh had a piece come out uh, looking over the NL West. Um, shout out to the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are currently leading that division, 14 and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been very fun. Uh, Juan Soto, not been great. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, it's just looking over the NL West. And then I uh, I had a piece um, before that on uh, Jose Trevino um, and his uh catch framing and why the yankees need that at this point in the season with everybody hurt um but also to hear about this uh, do you see this john carlos stanton not making it through a full year it sucks it sucks because he's he just he hits bombs yes man. he's good he just he's like it's never gonna happen i, I would just put him in bubble wrap until the postseason no, he just needs yeah. to be a postseason player where it's like yeah. we're we're not gonna pretend that this is gonna happen they just they just need to not rush him back same yeah. with Aaron judge who's hurt they need to not yeah. rush him back um but also i have a piece out at uh the uh the miami student student newspaper mm-hmm. here in miami um talking about the future of the program with the head coach chris bergeron did an interview with him and uh, wrote up a, a little story. Um, we had some players leave over um, the or through the transfer portal. Um, so talk to him about that and talk to him about what why fans should be optimistic because it's been pretty bleak since 2015. So um, have that, and then I'm going to have a couple baseball pieces coming out about uh, Statcast and and numbers and. Um, and then uh, Willie Scala. I don't know if you know mm. um, who that is. He was the shortstop last year for the baseball team. He played in the World Baseball Classic. Okay. Um, and there was a Japanese player that hit him with a pitch, and then afterwards gave him candy um, as a as a as a I'm sorry gift. So that's a nice. That's nice. Yeah. So gonna have something with Willie um, and the head coach of the Miami baseball team coming out soon. So lots of writing for me to do in the next two weeks before I leave. And you got finals coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I got so much work to do, Chase. I got so much work to do, but it's good. Staying busy is good. Jeff staying busy is good. Exactly. And you'll be fine. You'll get through it and good luck to you, sir. And Brian, we'll have you back next week to talk all things Preds and NHL playoffs and all that good stuff and admirals. So look out for that here on the chase most podcast going into next weekend. But Jeff until then, thank you as always. And I'll talk to you next week. See ya.
This is Ben Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. You're, um, pleasantness you're smart so i think i'm going to hear big things about you nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah even on a budget quality is non-negotiable That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.